0: Okay, good evening. How are you? So I've uh if you don't know me, my name is Pastor Steve DeVries. I'm in Lexington, Kentucky. Is Oliver here? No, Oliver's not here. He's my cheerleader for Kentucky. Um anyway, this I just just want to say thank you. This has been an I just came for New Year's. Amazing blessing to be with you, to be with you, to hear the messages, to be encouraged by the body, love of Christ. Do you know? Do you know what? Do you know what you have here? Do you? Do you really know? Are you familiar with it? I hope not. Anyway, this is so precious. What? What is here? This fellowship is so precious. The ministry of the word that's here from this pulpit, Pastor Schaller, Pastor Shabelli, everyone. It's so precious. And um, so tonight, it's great. It's always an amazing privilege to just have a chance to share a little bit tonight. And um, if you have your Bibles, uh, you can open up to Isaiah chapter 6. How's everybody doing? You want to stand up? Let's stand up. No, Pam doesn't want to stand up to read the Bible. Okay. You don't have to stand, Pam. Okay. But anyone who wants to stand, let's stand and open our Bibles and we'll read together, okay? I just, I, hmm? Okay, Pam's going to do it. (laughs) What did I say? Isaiah chapter 6, Isaiah chapter 6 and John chapter 20, okay? Okay. Isaiah chapter 6. How many of you know what's in Isaiah chapter 6 before we even look at it? Some of you know what's in Isaiah chapter 6 already. Good. This is very near and dear to our hearts. Okay, Isaiah 6. Let's just go ahead and start from verse 1. In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and the train of His robe filled the temple. And above it stood seraphim, each one had six wings. With two He covered His face, and with two He covered His feet, and with two He flew. And one cried to another, saying, Let me say it together. Holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of His glory. Verse 4, And the posts of the door were shaken by the voice of Him who cried out, and the house was filled with smoke. So I, this is Isaiah, said, Woe is me. For I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I dwell in the midst of a people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the king and the Lord of hosts. Then one of the seraphim flew to me, having his hand in his hand, a live coal which he had taken with the tongs from the altar. It's the golden altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips. Your iniquity is taken away. Your sin is purged. Uh, just a slight, quick note. Why could it be purged with the coal? Because the work's already finished. Blood's already been paid. You just need to apply it. So in verse 8, also I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? And then I said, here am I, send me. And he said, God said, go and tell this people, keep on hearing, but do not understand. Keep on seeing, but do not perceive. Make the heart of this people dull and their ears heavy. And their sh- and shut their eyes, lest they see with their e- their eyes, and hear with their ears, and understand with their hearts, and return, and be healed. John twenty, John twenty, verse twenty one. I'm in Acts, not Acts, John. Verse 21, so Jesus said to them again, peace to you, as the Father has sent me, I also send you. Let's pray. Dear Lord Jesus, we ask that you would bless this time tonight. We thank you so much for this body. Thank you for the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Sorry, I was going off on my bag. Can you hear that? You hear that. I heard it from way over there. What in the world? Turn off the phones. Okay. Sorry. Okay, you can be seated. All right. So, peace. I'll just read that last verse again. Peace to you, Jesus said. As the Father has sent me, I also send you so this story in Isaiah chapter six, uh, every time I read it i i tr- I try to read it very carefully and try to imagine in my heart what this was like for Isaiah and um this is, to me, when I read this, this is a missionary's call. It's the call in our lives to take the gospel into all the world. It's the Old Testament account of God raising up a, raising up a prophet who's already a prophet. But he's sending him out with a message. And when we read that in Isaiah chapter 6, it says that they will not listen. They will not listen. Their hearts will be hard. Their ears will be dull. Their eyes will be closed. But God says, go. Go and speak what I declare to you to speak. And um, I think that's an amazing thing. Because very often, as let's say as a missionary or an evangelist or a soul winner, like my oftentimes my hope is that someone would hear and receive and be saved and of course this is in our heart. This is God's desire too, right? In first Timothy two four, like he desires all men to be saved and come to the knowledge of the truth. This is God's heart, and we share in his heart. But in reality, when we go as servants and ambassadors uh, soul winners very often people do have dull ears um, hardened hearts and in my own natural capacity i think like well why go why go have have, have any any of you ever been like experienced this being frustrated Sharing the gospel and no one hear, no one's listening. And have you ever experienced this? Yes, and and it's it's good. I think it's good. Like it's a, it's an amazing burden to share the Lord's heart, His desire for the lost to to be saved, to hear the word. And God already, when God asks, Isaiah, asks this question, who will go for us, he already knows what the response is going to be. And here's Isaiah I'll go. Send me. Okay, just one, one little p- point. They're not going to listen to you, they're not going to hear you, they're not going to receive you. They're going to actually reject you, and um, so in my in my flesh, in my in my natural identity, this is so this can be so discouraging. But I don't I don't want to live there. I want to live in a place of obedience to God. Holy, holy, holy. Is the Lord God Almighty, holy, holy, holy. And I, I one, I've, I've mentioned this different times, maybe from the pulpit, but, uh, but I just say it again that my time in Bible college was this amazing time for me, where precious pastors, servants of God, ministered. The mindset of a missionary, the mindset of one who's sent on a on a, on a mission with a message. How does how do missionaries think? How do we think about life? What do we focus on? The other word I, I really like to think about is the word ambassador. An ambassador. Paul speaks. He uses it twice as the ambass as an ambassador. One place is in Second Corinthians chapter five. We'll maybe look that in a little bit, but it's amazing. He uses it in two contexts. Second Corinthians chapter five, he using it in the context of the finished finish work message. All who are in Christ are a new creation. Old things are passed away. We don't know one another according to the flesh any longer. Though we have died with Christ, we're now alive to live for Him. And in verse 18, we are, we are, have been given the ministry of reconciliation. We have been entrusted with this precious message of reconciliation, peace with God. This powerful, life transforming message. The gospel, the power of God, unto salvation to everyone who believes. He, and then I it was at verse nineteen, and we'll look at it. But he said, "We're ambassadors. We're ambassadors. We are sent ones. We are. We have been called, sin, like sinners, saved by grace." Oh God, I am a man. When, when I see the holiness of God, what do I, and I, and I look at myself. Oh, I am a, I'm a sinner. I, as a missionary, this is, this is point one. I'm not coming to you as a righteous, holy man with a message. I come to you as a sinner saved by grace. And oh, me too. I am a man of unclean lips, but God has touched my life. God has saved my soul, and he, I am. I am here. I am here with a message that that you also can receive and to be and to know God and to be touched and cleansed. This powerful message, this finished work message, like don't be like, please don't be familiar with it here hear when you hear it when you hear these messages from the pulpit be sharp and recognize this is not just some religious message this is not just some message encouraging us to be good people it's not just a message of like you know uh we're we're pleasing to god because we're keeping i love pastor Sh- if you're here i love pastors Shaller's story on Sunday about the, the the arrows in the parking lot, and the spiritual woman just would not obey them. I, I just I love that, you know. Like we're not just here to keep the rule. Like we're to be spiritual people. And so the finished work message: humbly, we do not know one another according to the flesh. Humbly, we don't know ourselves according to the flesh. Humbly, brokenhearted, we see each other in Christ. You are, you are a saint. You are a chosen one of God. You are a precious son, daughter of God. That's who you are. That's who God, that's what God says. And this is our message as ambassadors and, and who will go for us. Who will go for us with this precious message, the Lord says. Uh, Sinners saved by grace. Sinners, weak people who know, I I I know I need him. I know I need him. Without him, I can do nothing. Thank you, God. And the other place he uses it, the word ambassadors in Ephesians chapter 6. In the context of warfare. In the context of warfare, he uses this word ambassador. He says, I am an ambassador in chains. Please pray for me. But the whole context is is we are not fighting against flesh and blood. We're fighting against principalities and powers, rulers in high places. We we this is not our home. Do you do you know that have you have you realized this yet? this earth is not your home it's not our home. Pam knows it right like she knows it, even though she doesn't want to stand up when we read the Bible. She knows this yes uh, this this world is not our home do you ever anybody ever get frustrated with politics me too and i and Doggone it, this is not my home. This is not where my hope lies. This is not where my hope lies. How much I want things to be different. You know what? Things different, that's coming later. It'll be be later. Right now, things are a mess because God is working in us in the trouble and the mess, and he's transforming us into the image of his precious dear son. And it has to be in trouble. It has to be in times of frustration. It has to be times of pain and suffering. And it, this is where this is where we're being transformed. This is where the grace of God is being worked into us. The, he's not preserving our flesh. He's, we're not here to be comfortable. This is not our home. We are ambassadors from another kingdom. We. This is not our home. Amen. Like, amen is this, this is our hope, our heart is not here. And we're ambassadors from another kingdom with a message that's from another kingdom. And we are just, we, we too, I'm, I too, I am, I am a man of unclean lips in the midst of people of unclean lips. But we've got a precious message on our lips. We've got a precious message in our heart. Jesus Christ, God loves you, and Jesus Christ has come, and he's given your life for you because you are so precious to him. And if people reject us, if they reject the message, doesn't matter. We continue to minister it because we've been given a ministry of reconciliation, peace with God peace with God. Be reconciled to God. There's nothing in this world for us. Our hope is in heaven. Our hope is not in the things of this world. This calling, this calling to be ambassadors, uh, just available. Here am I, Lord. My life is yours. Romans 12, 1. Right? We, uh, we present ourselves a living sacrifice, holy and blameless before Him. This is our only reasonable service. This is our only reasonable service of worship. The only reasonable thing for us to do here. Not to preserve my life. That's not reasonable. It makes no, that makes zero sense for me to try and preserve my life. But the only thing that makes sense is I present myself to the Lord each day. Lord, I am yours. I belong to you. I, I am your child. You have purchased my life and you've set me free. And, and, and here I'm back with a hole in my ear because I love my master. But it's not a burden. This, this calling is not, not a heavy yoke for us, right? In Matthew chapter 11, Jesus said, You, you who are heavy laden and burdened down and anxious and worried, come to me. Come to me. I'll give you rest rest for your souls, deep rest in your heart, deep peace with me. Words of life. I'll minister, take my yoke upon you. Oh, there's a yoke. Oh, there, oh, there's a yoke. Yes, right. There's a calling. There is. We in Ephesians two ten. We are His workmanship, created in Christ Jesus, unto good works that He prepared before the foundations of the world for us to walk in. Yes, there's a yoke, but it's not a heavy yoke. It's not a burden. His, his his yoke is easy and light and and is and we are fit for it we're fit for it is is you know is he is he is this he is the oxen walking with us he is the one who guides us and directs us and he has chosen not to just do it himself but he wants to do it with us he wants to do it with you his purposes that he desires to fulfill here he wants he's designed it to do it with you and me in fellowship with him and there's no greater purpose in our life there's nothing better to be occupied with but to walk with him to be servants with him yes lord here's my mouth here's my here's my used to be dirty lips but you've cleansed Fill my mouth with your message. Speak pure words. Give me a silver tongue. Here I am, Lord. I am yours. Not not being conformed to this world. Not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind. Our thinking is being transformed, our soul is being renewed. Proving what is the good and acceptable and perfect will of God. And it's a life of faith. It's a life of brokenness. It's a life of humility. But there's nothing better to live for. Do uh, do I want to preserve my life one day beyond what God has called me to live? I don't. Like, I, I, want to, I want to live it out in full. And when he takes me home, I want to be ready to go home. Right? I just love, I love those words. Years and years ago, when I, began, when I began even just struggling with God, like, what am I going to do with my life? I love those words. Well done, my good and faithful servant. And then knowing, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not the good and faithful sir, my, my, in myself. But walking with him, yoked with him, we're perfectly accepted, beautifully transformed to be more and more like him. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. As the Father has sent me into this world. Jesus was rejected. In Hebrews chapter 13, it was outside of the gate where he suffered and died. And there is an, there is an altar that the Levites had no right to eat. No right to fellowship. But we do. Let us go outside of the gate and fellowship with him in his reproach. Isaiah, go with this message I'm going to put in your mouth. People will not hear it. They will not receive it. I know it, but go and speak it. Why, Lord? Uh, Oh, do I have to? Are you going to be like Moses here, not want to talk, like not want to go, you know, right? We see this many times. Like, it's, no, they're, don't go because they're gonna, there's going to be a great response. Go because I, I send you. Go because I send you. And actually, lives will be transformed. Because the word I put in your mouth is precious seed, and it will not return void. And yes, you may not see any fruit, you may not see any good response but go go and this is what paul prays in ephesians 6 he says pray for me i'm an ambassador in change. Like, let's let's turn there just i want to just look at it ephesians 6 is so encouraging here's paul amazing apostle and he's asking look at verse 18 this in the context of this is like the seventh part of the armor. Praying always with all prayer and supplication in the Spirit, being watchful to this end with all perseverance and supplication for all the saints, and for me. That utterance may be given to me, that I may open my mouth boldly. To make known the mystery of the gospel. For I am an ambassador in chains, that in it I may speak boldly as I ought to speak. Paul also, right? Paul, This wasn't easy for Paul either. He needed the prayers of the saints for him to speak boldly. He wasn't in his natural power. He was in complete dependence upon the Lord to minister, to be an ambassador of the gospel. Oh, he was thoroughly convinced, but there is warfare. There is warfare that stands against us. And pray for me, he said. Pray for me that I might speak boldly. Pray for me. This is a war going on, and we're in it. And I just, I just, I want to, I want to be stirred up afresh to be to be in the war, to be in the battle, not to be distracted to be a good soldier in these days, to please the one who has called me. And you too. And it's the work of God. And there's nothing greater. There'll be nothing more satisfying. Nothing more. Everything else is vanity. Amen. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we thank you tonight for the gospel. We thank you for the gospel. We thank you for the calling on our lives. And I just ask, Lord, just as Peter writes, that our own hearts would be stirred up in these things, in these days, that we would be stirred up to walk in the truth and the light of the gospel, to be ministers of this amazing finished work message, Father, and even if people do not respond as we would hope, God, make us faithful ministers of this precious seed continually. Let us be continually encouraging one another, praying for one another, edifying one another. We are ministers of reconciliation to one another. And Lord, daily, let us see... You high and lifted up. Holy, holy. We are, we are worshiping, we're serving the God most high. Holy, holy, holy. In Jesus' name, amen.